Hello, everybody. This is Sasha from Sexpert Talks, and I am now with the amazing Julia Lally, who is such a powerful coach that I really love and respect so deeply. She uh, she's a coach both for women and for couples. She will, she works mainly uh, with women uh, and power. I would really love for you to tell us more about your work. Hi, Sasha. Thank you so much for having me here. Really great to be on. Um, so yeah, uh, you, you summed me up pretty well, really. I mean, um, I think I would say about myself that in my mid forties, I became very interested in sexuality. You know, I've been kind of 15, 20 years in a marriage, right? And it was like, okay, well, you know, what the hell is this all about? You know, and, and what's, what's happening to my mojo and why is it going south at a rate of knots, you know? And so I began kind of um, exploring and uh, reading and studying, particularly with some really wonderful teachers around sexuality, sexual pleasure, and ultimately, although I didn't quite know it at the time, empowerment. So um, we, you and I met with Layla Martin on the, on the Tantra course. Um, and through that, one of the things I really got from working with Layla was just a real honing of who I am as a brand or what I want to try and bring to the world. And you know, power and empowerment is a really massive part of that. You know, and as we kind of talked a little bit on the, on the pre-call discussion, I really feel it's my mission to help people reclaim sex and power back into their lives like it feels like this really ancient thing that we lost you know through like through all the kind of millennia that somehow we're here we are at this fruition point of you know kind of fuck up really <laughs> you know and how reclaiming sexuality and sexual experience especially from a feminine perspective can help us to reclaim that power that we have in our own bodies and i just I'm very honored to do that work with people. Mm, I love that. So I totally agree with you. It's like we have lost touch with this power. And I love that you are you are connecting these two these two forces that of course for me it makes sense that they are one and the same sexuality and power. But mm. how is it that women eventually uh, have lost this this connection but because I have noticed that people don't really know that they have lost it it's, oh, my sex life is fine everything is fine yeah. I am powerful because I can you know scream at people if I am angry but it's it's such a difference between real power and real sexuality and just this living every day being angry as power or being uh, yeah. or being just um, sexual for your husband as power like yeah well, it's so interesting, isn't it? I think the answer to that is basically we are groomed as women to behave, right? Like we are, we are taught nothing but confusion. Like, you know, where did, where are these wise women? You know, where are our elders? Where are the ones who tell us how to reclaim access to our bodies in a pleasurable way? You know, we are taught subservience we are taught to be nice. We are taught to offer approval to others from such an early age. So it's kind of not our fault. It's like we just go into this foggy sense of confusion, right? Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, um, and then feminism comes along, which is awesome and kind of pushes forward in all these fields. And like, it's only a matter of decades that women have gone from actually being property. Uh-huh. And, you know, in some parts of the world, they still are like actual legal property into owning property ourselves, having agency over our lives to start our own businesses, which we own, et cetera, et cetera. So I kind of feel like it's no wonder we're confused, um, but we are gradually reclaiming. And of course, what feminism, and I'm proudly a feminist, you know, there's lots of people in sexuality field, I find, who kind of dismiss feminism. Um, But I feel like, you know, what the feminists have taught me was that power was and I've written these down so I don't forget. These are the th- three things that I learned to be power, okay? One was independence. Mm-hmm. Two was dominion. So power over. And we do that in some pretty shitty ways as women. You know, we manipulate or we guilt trip or we passive aggressive or, you know, or we're full out aggressive. You know, we, we are ca- perfectly capable of acting violently, right, as women. And we're taught often that that's power. And the third one is sex appeal. So I'm talking about sex appeal as defined by others, right? So those were my three go-tos, you know, growing up with feminism was, okay, if I'm powerful, I'm going to be independent. I'm never going to need any help. I'm going to understand how to get dominion over others and I sure as hell better seem sexually attractive and available. You know, then, then I'm at my pinnacle of power. So I became very interested in, because, you know, I worked in all those fields. You know, it's like I built a business. You know, I, I, I got myself a partner and a family. And, um, and still I was miserable. <laughs> right? So I'm like, well, okay, let me keep exploring like what actually is this then and so through all the different trainings I've done what I now do primarily is offer I created a system basically called the nine pillars of feminine power and in in those pillars which by the way you can easily access on my website I hope that's all right to let your listeners know yes yeah so if if you want to get involved in anything I'm teaching and there's loads of stuff available to you for free, um, you can log onto my website and get a guide, which is, which will show you the nine pillars and that will follow up with a free audio training. So you get a kind of in-depth journey into each of the pillars by audio. Okay. So you can really explore what these pillars are, why you need them and where you are at with them in your own life. So these are things that I have found to be um, that I absolutely must have mastery in, uh, in order to be a powerful woman. But there's just, sorry, let me say one more thing, but I know you've got a question burning, is that the one place that I always start on this pillar, and we can come back to why later, is orgasm. So one of the pillars of power is sex, orgasm, and desire. And believe you me, what I discovered, the most potent thing I discovered was that if you don't let that pillar steer your entire ship, then you will be miserable. You know, you can affect power in any of the other pillars, 
But if you don't have orgasm, it is it even worth it, basically. <laughs> that, that's, that resonates so much and it makes so much sense. Um, so I am hearing that, first of all, I, 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 re, I recognize myself as a feminist too. I really believe that it's important to embrace the, the legacy and the power of the feminist. Uh, the, the, the feminist movement and how it how it has changed our life. Uh, I'm hearing how we have gone from being property into yeah. being, into changing this indoctrination. But I, and I'm also hearing how these first um, these first ideas that you had about what power was were not yeah. enough to make you happy because they somehow were still meant to be. Uh, related to others like sex appeal was about what others thought you were and yeah it was about showing power by by having dominion over others but I'm yeah how uh, these these other pillars that you have developed that you have worked on and that yeah. you share uh, are so more focused on this uh agency of being the one owning your body your pleasure your orgasm so it's not this yeah. sexuality based on uh, pleasing the man which is pretty much what we have been indoctrinated into believing that sec that female sexuality is but about yeah. sexuality making it about your orgasm and your pleasure and yeah. i see how that has changed the whole game for you and, and oh yeah. change it for everybody so Yes. I'm so curious about these nine pillars. What they, if, if orgasm is like the steering wheel one, which are the other ones and how do they play along? Well, there's lots of um, different pillars. Some of them are pretty obvious, like money, for example, uh, relationships, community, magic. I'm just kind of pulling some out of the air. These aren't necessarily in order. Your mission. Um, the first pillar of power is actually clarity. So it's about coming into relationship with what's going on within you and getting clear about that, you know, because we live, we're conditioned to live in confusion as women. You know, one of my teachers, she put it so beautifully. It's like, okay, she calls it the fog, right? Like you're either too fat or not fat enough. You're either too rich or not rich enough. Now you're either too bossy or you're not bossy enough. Like something like that is always going in, going on generally in a woman's mind it's maddening it's like where the fuck am i actually just okay yeah. right where where is the place in the middle where i am actually just enough mm -hmm. and so if we start to get clarity on those things then we can begin to get into powerful relationship with changing them but i would still argue that without the orgasm practice we can we're driving at this from our head or we're driving at this through our sense of will. I mean, I grew up really thinking that, you know, I could will the world to give it what, what, what I wanted, which never really worked. And so when I began focusing on orgasm, really I broke that down into three stages as even further. And I'll just briefly touch what they are on what they are, because when we get to the third stage, I think you can really begin to see what I'm talking about. So the first stage of orgasm really works with women who are incredibly either sexually shut down, full of shame, their trauma is manifesting in their sex, either through pain or disgust or lack of libido or a lot of the things that women present to us who, who come to people like you and me. 
And so we have to start to really gradually thaw that system. Yeah. And then you start to come into a beautiful relationship of pleasure with your own body. And from there, I tend to move people into the second stage, which is like a, an expansion. So it's like, okay, so maybe previously you could just climax in this one particular way. Let's start moving it like with the jade egg. Let's get energetic. Let's find the G spot and let's open up the cervical orgasm. Let's go all the way with this. Yeah. Like how can we begin playing with this in our bodies? And then the third stage of orgasm, which is the bit I really love and originally came through to through something called orgasmic meditation, which you may have heard of, is that this is the thing I really would love women to hear from me, okay? That pa patriarchy has conditioned us into believing that our sexual experience should be like a man's. Mm -hmm. So in other words, there's the spark of turn on and then it's just a linear line to ejaculation, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And so that doesn't happen for 99.9% .9 of us women. And so we end up going, what the fuck's wrong with me? Like, you know, I'm not squirting or I'm not, you know, I'm not coming in 10 seconds or I'm hardly even coming. Mm -hmm. And what I love about orgasm as a practice is that it follows the woman's body. So it goes with the rise and fall and it actually begins to develop a sense of nutrition in her body. So we can begin to use turn on and the amplification of turn on as a way to actually feed a woman nutrition. Mm. And from that place, so from that place of fullness, you know, from that place of being sated or you know, that, that place, that, that gorgeous place of just having turned on embodied experience as a kind of lived moment to moment experience of our lives, we can start to use that as fuel into all the other pillars. So for example, if you uh, want a relationship, let's say you want a heterosexual monogamous marriage, that's your idea of heaven, right? Mm -hmm. You can begin to come at that dream and that ambition and that intention from a filled place of nutrition, in which case you're much more likely to make that happen. Or if you pull off a business, for example, if you're full and you're vibrating with pleasure, you know, people are going to respond, your business is going to grow, you're going to enjoy it, whatever the hell happens. So that's the journey I tend to to take women on like it starts with understanding what the pillars of power are uh it starts with exploring that but then if you really want to start working deeply with me we've got to get to your sex yeah. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely i love that uh, and there are so many points of this that i really want to underline that i'm, I'm blown uh, away by and they, i really see how they have changed uh, my life and i'm uh, Personally, I have seen yeah. well. and it's yeah. like how the first of all these pillars that you mentioned are, are things that have been revoked from women's control for a long time. Like we have been uh, treated like if we ha were unable to have clarity, like if our hormonal uh, bodies were unable to to deal with clarity. Like if yeah. there's constantly something wrong with us. 
money yeah. and how many times uh, have we as women been told that our work should be uh, maybe not directly but at least uh, indirectly that our work is not worth paying right like, like yeah. what we do at home is not worth paying and if we do things outside the, the home we should charge less because you know we should support like, it's like yeah. this idea that our work is not worth money yeah it's unavailable for us unless it comes through a man and then yeah. that takes me to this again to orgasm like we have been taught that orgasm in, when it comes to women works for a man and yeah comes through a man like a man gives us an orgasm and we are meant to have an orgasm for them to to tell them yeah. hey good job guy <laughs> yeah <laughs> you did really well it's about reclaiming our power something that was always ours uh, and how that shifts yeah. everything yeah and you know the men are caught in this too because you know those lovers I've had in my life who have known how to listen to the ebb and fall of my orgasmic journey oh my god it's like somehow they got beyond their own ego and they just served that they served my orgasm yes. yeah bless those men right and and those men were to see the reward to those men so like when i've taught classes and the men have said yeah but will i will i get yeah, but will she reciprocate? Will I get to ejaculate? And I'm like, dude, you know, yeah. you want to ejaculate or you, or you want the whole universe surrendered before you? I mean, what do you want? What do you want? You know, like broaden your horizons. <laughs> and I think that's the thing is that if you know how to open a woman's sex, and so many men are yearning to do this, if you really know how to open a woman's sex and you do it by paying attention to the rise and fall of her orgasmic pleasure, I totally believe this, then the whole world opens up to that lover, to that man. I love that so much. Just this week I was talking with, um, I created a video speaking about that, like this idea that the female craves to surrender to the masculine. And, and I, um, I dare to challenge that and I say, it feels to me like the masculine needs to surrender to our orgasm, to the feminine energy and the feminine pleasure. Because when they surrender to it, they are yeah. in for our right. They are going to ride the waves of real pleasure and orgasm in ways that they can even imagine. Totally. It takes a hell of a guy to do that as well. You know, I'm thinking of one lover in particular who was just like, you know, would, would not, was very, very masterful, but would not surrender. And this is another thing is that, that I personally believe is that raising power without surrender is abuse. Yeah. Right. So it's like, beware any lover who's able to, in fact, beware any person <laughs> who's able to raise power without somehow being surrendered into softness at the same time or, you know, without under, this is what they say in the BDSM world, right? It's like, you can't really dom until you've subbed. I mean, I'm not an expert in this, although I'm interested in it, but you know, you need to understand what it is to be the vulnerable party here in order to really be able to um, lead there. Yeah, absolutely. Does that make sense? Totally, yes. And then one, one part that I also want to um, to explore further is 
how orgasm as nutrition works, right? Like I, I have seen, because it becomes very evident, how women that stop nourishing their self with orgasm just start being drained away. It's like their life energy is drained. You can see that in yeah. their pores. You can see that in their face, in their body, how they carry their bodies. Yeah. And on the other hand, women that keep on nourishing themselves with their yeah. own sexual energy are just a full powerhouse that, that can change the world no matter the age. They are like ageless goddesses. Yes, I completely and utterly agree. And of course, those women who are burned out or kind of permanently irate or stressed out and empty, um, those are the kind of women that you and I coach, right? I mean, that's what we have to offer women like that. And certainly, you know, if you have a sexuality as, as a practice, then you have a kind of daily dose of vitamin orgasm, right? Like you, you have you have that nutrition coming in. And the thing is about being filled up from that place or being full from that place is that everything flows. You know, it's like your boundaries become effortless. You know, you're, um, you feel sovereign, you know, it's like the, the difference between feeling permanently under attack and kind of like you're inside a hard shell to, to feeling open and full and in relationship with the world. You know, and oxytocin, like as a hormone, you know, like, for example, if you stroke the clitoris, for example, you will flood. In fact, you know, the kind of tantric peaking exercises where you stroke the clit and um, you play with the peaking. So you never quite go into climax, but you let that sensation and pleasure flood through your body. You will absolutely flood your system with oxytocin. And that that is a powerful state changer yeah. you know yeah and that just gives you enough energy to create everything else in your life right to create safer relationships with money with your partner with with yes. your surroundings you feel you feel safe you feel connected and you know is it any wonder that all the institutions of our societies never taught us this so, you know, you go, you know, did you get taught this at school? I mean, my 12-year-old son just had sex education in 2019 in the UK. And I said, did they talk about consent? No. Did they talk about the clitoris? No. What's that then? So, of course, I told him, which puts him way ahead of the game, right? <laughs> but that's, you know, it's like in church, religion, you know, where are we taught access to this kind of power? And it's coming through, right? It's coming through in so many ways. We, it's like we're at this tiny sliver, slither, this place in history where you and I can have this conversation without fear of being burned, right? Yes. Right? Like, how lucky is that? So let's ramp it up. <laughs> and also to be lucky enough to be um, able to share it with the world via the internet, right? Like... It yeah. be something that people could share if they were lucky enough, like in a temple in some remote jungle. But now we we are able to share it one on one um, through the internet, and that makes the world like uh, expansive. And uh, even when it makes us like yeah. uh, it's closer and expansive at the same time. That's it. We can reach more people. Absolutely. So beautiful. Mm -hmm. Oh, like that. 
I'm so excited for people to get to know more about you. I know that there is so much more that they can learn from you. Just, just this conversation has been so nourishing and so I'm just radiating it. <laughs> because that's what happens with sexual energy. It's contagious, right? It's like the Kundalini energy, the sexual energy, it's life force, it's contagious. So you just yeah. see somebody vibrant with them with sexuality with sexuality and sexual energy and just start feeling that vibrancy as well. It's a permission yeah. to exist in all of your power. Permission to exist, absolutely. Yeah. And and access to the teachings of old which are basically rising and coming back through. That's it's a privileged time to be alive. Thank you so much for this interview. I, uh, before we close it, I just want to remind people, you can reach her through her web page. The information is going to be in the comments, uh, in the description of the, of the site. She's offering the nine pillars of power, which is, a description of each and every one of these pillars and a lot of more uh, free content and information. So don't miss out. You really need to get in touch with her. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for this interview. This has been so nourishing. Wonderful. <laughs>